Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. I will bring peace to the world. Everlasting peace and unity and uniformity. An imagination? What about that? One thing that led you here. Imagination. You're killing it dead. What is your name? I'm the Doctor. A redundant title. Doctors need not exist. Cybermen never sicken. Yeah, but that's it. That's exactly the point. Oh, you're a clever man. I call you a genius, except I'm in the room. But everything you've invented, you did to fight your sickness. And that's brilliant. That is so human. But once you get rid of sickness and mortality, then what's there to strive for? Hey? The Cybermen won't advance. You just stop. You stay like this forever. A metal earth with metal men and metal thoughts. Lacking the one thing that makes this planet so alive. People. Ordinary, stupid, brilliant people! You are proud of your emotions? Oh, yes. Then tell me, Doctor, have you known grief and rage and pain? Yes, yes I have. And they hurt? Oh, yes. I can set you free. Would you not want that? A life without pain? You might as well kill me. Then I take that option. It's not yours to take. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette and on this podcast we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. We started today's episode with a clip from uh, Doctor Who from the BBC series uh, Doctor Who with David Tennant there as the doctor in an episode called The Age of Steel and he's responding to a man who has essentially turned himself into a robot, into a cyberman, uh, in an effort to save himself from uh, deadly illness and ultimately live forever and his whole sort of uh, you know um, mastermind scheme is to turn the entire human race into cyborgs uh, you know take away their humanity give them a metal body and a metal brain um, but the good news is you live forever but the doctor's response is and then what <laughs> what do we lose when we give ourselves over to machines like that so today i'm going to um try to have a positive take here going to focus on what is so amazing about being a human being um imagination is what i'm going to focus in on of course you can go back to my podcast episode what does it mean to be human for a broader discussion about this topic um what may what is the uniqueness of humanity among animals and plants and machines what makes us distinct are we distinct uh, you can go back and find that episode, but I'm going to focus in here on imagination because I think it's something that um, 
artificial intelligence and machines can never offer us. And with AI so much in the news right now, um, I just wanted to respond to that. I have some some writing that I'm working on uh, coming out, probably a long form, something like that for my paid subscribers uh, that will be coming out soon um, about sort of responding to AI, what we make of AI. Uh, I'll just come out and say it. I think it is bad, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> we try to stay upbeat though, right? I tell my husband I need like a shadow podcast or a shadow substack where it's, you know, like the my sort of <laughs> darker takes on things, but we're we're staying wonder. We're staying in wonder. We're staying born of wonder, right? Here's my co-host, Lucy. Do you have anything to say? What's that? What do you think? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. I know. I hear that. I do. I hear that. Um, yeah, she's against it. She's against it. She's against AI. She thinks it's a bad idea. So, um, yeah, I'm with her. So today we're going to be celebrating human imagination. We're going to be um, talking about what is imagination. Uh, I'm going to bring you a lot of quotes uh, so that we can kind of dive into into this topic um, in a creative way. I hope it inspires you. I hope that you uh, feel good about being a human being capable of art and imagination and creation, the absolute unique uh, gift from God uh, that human beings have. Um, God created ex nihilo out of nothing, and human beings can do the same with the power of our minds. I, I always think of that amazing scene in, um, in the last Harry Potter book when uh, Harry, you know, has essentially died and he finds himself on that platform with Dumbledore and he says, you know, is all of this in my mind? And Dumbledore says something like, yes, of course it's in your mind, but that, why would that make it any less real, you know? Um, so I think, uh, I think there's a lot to be celebrated here. So I hope you are doing well. Happy Eastertide. We're still celebrating right until Pentecost, still celebrating the resurrection, um, flower spring, all those good things. Uh, things are good here. Looking at a three-month-old baby. She's happening. She's ready to co-host the podcast. She's cooing away. So things are good. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can go to bornofwonder.com. You can contact me there on the contact me page. I'm spending a lot of time over on Substack. Uh, you find the link for that in the show notes or just go to Substack and look up Born of Wonder. I think Substack is a great, uh, platform. Uh, I think it's way better than social media. I think we should all give up social media and have, head over to Substack and uh, read this just so much great writing going on over there. So head on over to Substack. You can find Born of Wonder. Um, I've released a bunch of new essays recently, some audio content. So uh, there's lots to find over there. If you want to become a paid subscriber, it's $5 a month. So if what I'm doing is worth, you know, a grande Starbucks latte a month to you, um, that could be a way of uh, of showing showing that so i really 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 appreciate it it is genuinely necessary for me to be able to do this podcast and of course you know i'm starting to look for um now that i'm coming out of newborn haze and things like that look for part-time contract things things i've done in the past with audio editing things like that i'd much rather use that time um for born of wonder things but um you know money is money right so um Thank you, supporters, and thank you to my Patreon supporters, too. You can find the link for that in the show notes, $2 a month. But enough of that. Let's get going. Let's get going into uh, celebrating the great powers of imagination. I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Albert Einstein. 
So here's Albert Einstein, um, you know, renowned scientist, uh, dealer of facts and reason and um, all those good things, saying that the most important thing is imagination. And of course, a great scientist has to be uh, capable of great imagination. You have to imagine possibilities uh, in order to, to pursue um, new ideas, right? It requires an act of imagination. I'm going to give you two definitions here, um, two definitions for imagination. And this comes from, um, it's an excerpt from How to Own Your Own Mind, uh, which is a book by Napoleon Hill. So he defines two types of imagination. One is known as synthetic imagination and the other as creative imagination. So uh, synthetic imagination, I'm quoting here, consists of the act, uh, act of combining recognized ideas, concepts, plans, facts, and principles in new arrangements. The old axiom, there's nothing new under the sun, grew out of the fact that the majority of things which seem to be new are nothing but a rearrangement of that which is old. Practically all the patents recorded in the patent office are nothing more than old ideas which would have been arranged in a new order or given a new use. Patents which do not come under this heading are known as basic patents, and they are the work of creative imagination. That is, they are based on newly created ideas which have not been previously used or recognized. So, so we have one definition here, synthetic imagination, then he goes on to describe creative imagination. And I would argue that this is the sole realm of human beings. A machine can never be uh, creative in this way. Can, I think a machine could be sort of uh, synthetically imaginative, um, connecting concepts maybe in, in new ways, um, but creative imagination is, is the sole, um, sole arena of, of the human being. So here he says, creative imagination has its source as far as science has been able to determine in the subconscious mind, wherein exists through some power unknown to science the ability to perceive and interpret new ideas. It is believed by some the that the faculty of creative imagination truly is the workshop of the soul. So there you have it. So creative imagination, I think of creative imagination as sort of what um, what C.S. Lewis and Tolkien would, would talk about with the acts of sub-creation, that human beings are sub-creators and it is in this creative aspect that they are most made uh, made in the image and likeness of god that it is this ability to create ex nihilo with their minds um, create a whole world think about what c.s lewis did what um, tolkien did in their creation of entire new 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 realms of of thought and ideas and um, fantastic worlds and of course i think some people would argue oh well really it's still synthetic imagination because they're using known ideas but I think that, you know, take for example, the Tolkien's creation of a whole new language, you know, this is creative imagination. And as Hill says here, using the subconscious brings to light uh, things that we could have never dreamed of, things that don't exist. And that's pretty amazing that human beings can bring into being things that do not exist in reality. Uh, <laughs> okay, my co-host says um, to finish this later. So I will. I will be back soon. What's your name? <laughs> what's your name? Yeah, what's your name? What's your name? This is called a microphone. Mama. Yeah, Mama's doing her podcast. I'm doing a podcast. Yeah.
So I'm uh, I'm here with co-host number two, two-year-old uh, Joe, and I see her developing imagination right now, and it's really amazing how naturally uh, simile, similes come to us. Uh, you know, she'll very naturally say something is like a whatever, like this. So like the other day, she took one of Lucy's uh, like teething toys and she folded it in half, and she said she said it looked like a V. Right? Do you remember doing that? And then she said it looked like a V. And then she also said it looked like an elbow. And then she said it looked like, um, she said it looked like Dada doing chores because he had those loppers, those V-shaped, you know, loppers uh, for cutting uh, tree branches and things like that. So I thought that was so unbelievably creative. And that's such an imaginative thing that she did, right? Where she was able to she was able to see something and say it was like something else so she could conjure an image of something else in her head as she was looking at another thing so that's um it's just fascinating to me how naturally uh this imaginative ability comes to us this is clearly part of what it means to be a human being just going to share here one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books anne of green gables by ellen montgomery Anne says, isn't it splendid to think of all the things there are to find out about? It just makes me feel glad to be alive. It's such an interesting world. It wouldn't be half so interesting if we knew all about everything, would it? There'd be no scope for imagination then, would there? But am I talking too much? People are are always telling me I do. Would you rather I didn't talk? If you say so, I'll stop. I can stop when I make up my mind to it, although it's difficult. Uh, relatable. Um, yes. So what, what a great reminder here um, that if we knew everything, there would be no scope for imagination. I even wonder sometimes with the wonderful access that we do have to so much knowledge by the internet and so many things, um, I'm sure that our imaginations are a little dimmer. I'm sure, I'm sure they are. I'm sure we have to work a little harder to access them. You know, um, when you would have to read about in a book um, from some explorer or something what the animals in other countries looked like, if I had to um, be told what an elephant looked like, uh, you know, that, that, that my imagination might be conjuring something uh, totally different from the real thing. Um, but there's something beautiful in that, and there's something that allows for more stories around it, more creativity. Uh, things are allowed to sort of occupy the role of myth and legend and uh, in these wonderful ways. Uh, you can imagine imagine um, how the sailors, you know, on those, uh, you know, rocky shores on Ireland and, and Scotland, you know, as they're as they're looking over these white-capped waves that they could really imagine um, the existence of Selkies and Kelpies and these, uh, you know, and the Loch Ness Monster and every, like, that these things really could exist, that the imagination was freer because we knew so little. Um, so I think that, um, you know, I think we know a lot now, but I think we don't know as much as we think. Um, and just because we know a lot of facts and figures and we can take a lot of photos of things, uh, it doesn't mean that our knowledge is really even that deep. Uh, and I think that there are people probably hundreds of years ago who knew things in a deeper, truer, probably more um, uh, encompassing way than we do with our sort of surface level knowledge of everything via Google. 
um, and that this sort of lack of real knowledge with the um, masquerading as actual knowledge has has dissuaded us from using our imagination because we think we already know um, and this is this is so dangerous because imagination is, is a gift of being a human being um, it's not something to take lightly and it's not something to give away or to scorn or to view as childish or a waste of time um, this is this is actually coming to the heart of what it means to be a human being and that is why um, I mean there are many reasons why these um, discussions around artificial intelligence uh, disturb me so much they upset me on a rather visceral level uh, I don't know why they're being made I mean I do know why I mean there's a lot of money a lot of hubris um, going into these things and I'm sure you know if I'm being uh, as charitable as I possibly can I'm sure there are people who still believe that technology is going to save us in some way um, and that, that that this is going to broaden people's horizons it's going to save them from the menial tasks in life and free them uh, to do greater things and um, I'm just I just I know that's not true. Uh, I think that um, we put a lot of the 20th century is just a tale of uh, sort of the 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 absolute ego of the industrial revolution and what that has done to us by um, when you introduce these this these machines into our lives, how uh, how much they divorce us from what it means to be a human being and the absolute havoc that wreaks on our mental health, on our physical health. Um, and on our spiritual health times a thousand. So um, I think that AI is uh, sort of the culmination of a lot of rather horrifying things in the world. And um, I hope it slows down. I hope it slows down. I hope we've learned our lesson uh, with a lot of these things. You, we, we, just go, we just go too fast. We just uh, get so excited by things that we want to just release them and go, 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 go. And of course, like I said, lots of money running around these things too, which of course you know encourages them to develop faster and there's this idea of well if we aren't doing it then the Chinese will be doing it you know so uh, it feels like you can't win but there's a great um, article I read recently about sort of how the sort of inevitable demise of Facebook um, and other social media platforms um, by Ted Joya who's an amazing writer his Substack is just fantastic um, and so this article he wrote I actually found it incredibly comforting because he talks about Sears uh, you know the mega store Sears and there was a time in recent memory when three out of every ten dollars spent in the United States was spent at a Sears and there were over 22,000 stores um, recently and now there are 23 I think it, it was less than 25 stores in the United States so um, you know empires fall <laughs> uh if if the roman empire isn't enough uh, to convince you um you know look at sears <laughs> so uh just because we've been doing this thing with technology the way we've been doing it uh, i think a lot of people myself included we often feel resigned to it we say this is how the world works we've you know this is this is how it works this is what we've signed up for we kind of have to we've we've dug our grave we need to bury ourselves in it and i just i refuse to believe that um, and, uh, and it, it, I think it will fall. It's just how it will fall. And, um, I hope it's, uh, with not too many casualties. Uh, and I think that reminding ourselves, um, that it is good to be human. It is good to be a mortal, flawed, 
person who makes mistakes when editing, <laughs> who um, you know can't do things perfectly, who can't find um, fact X uh, at the drop of a hat, but can do so many other things that a machine can never do in the realms of imagination and art and uh, creativity. And it's such a shame to think that we could replace that in any way um, or why we would why do we want to do that? I always wonder that. Why are we so eager to take human beings out of the equation? And I do think it's um, it's a very deep reason. Um, it's a very uh, age-old reason. It's, uh, it is the desire for the knowledge of good and evil. It is the fall all over again, happening again and again and again. And it is our inability to comprehend or confront our own mortality. I mean, you heard in the Doctor Who uh, excerpt there at the beginning, um, this this man has decided that he wants to be a Cyberman um, because he's trying to avoid, you know, dying from a very serious illness. Um, uh, and he's also trying to avoid emotions, emotions that um, are especially triggered by death, um, feelings of loss and grief and pain. Uh, you know, he says, why would you opt to experience that? Why do you want to, you know, what is this about? Why would you want to experience suffering? And of course, in our world today, we have absolutely no understanding of suffering. No, there's no place for it. You know, there's no, um, there's no meaning behind it. Uh, when you, when you, when you see life as, uh, just a series of, of thrills or, um, self-satisfying experiences, then suffering is going to seem, um, rather perplexing. So why not just get all the knowledge we can and do it in the easiest, fastest way possible so we can free up our, all our time, uh, to go have pleasurable experiences and hopefully in the process, you know, create some way that we can just go on living these good times forever in some sort of machine form. Uh, I, that is actually some people's dreams. So, um, I'm going to stay, I want to stay rooted here. I want to stay rooted in, in, in my human body, in, in all of its flaws and complexity and my human soul and its fallenness and everything about it. Um, I want to stay in that. Uh, and of course, you know, everything from a Instagram filter that, you know, takes away any wrinkles, makes you look better than you are. And better I put in quotes because I don't think it often makes you look better, you know, makes you younger maybe or something like that uh all these things are divorcing you from reality and ai is uh you know and it's scary i mean they have these things where these voice recognition software things like that where it's taken people's voices and used it to call people and say you know hi i'm being kidnapped send ransom money you know using somebody's voice and of course we all know about fake news stories fake articles plagiarism i mean it's pandora's box so um again this is not my shadow podcast die of cynicism um it is it is the real deal it's born of wonder and i believe in the power of the of human imagination i think we're you know, that it may be a rocky road, but I don't think we will succumb to this. Um, and I think that we need to remind ourselves of the beauty of imagination because imagination is also about empathy. Um, I, I There's a great quote from G.K. Chesterton. He said that 
hate is a lack of imagination and because of course empathy is is the ultimate form of imagination right being able to imagine what somebody else is feeling to put yourself in their shoes to say i've never experienced that but i can imagine how that would feel and that um you know and that informs my thinking jk rowling also said something along similar lines she said imagination is not only the uniquely human capacity to envision that which is not and therefore the foundation of all invention and innovation in its arguably most transformative and revelatory capacity it is the power that enables us to empathize with humans whose experiences we have never shared so um, I do wonder you know in the um, one-dimensional world of especially um, virtual realities um, people get a lot meaner online right Um, and I think it's because the online world so often takes away our imagination and, uh, and and all these things are taking away our imagination. So don't let it, um, you know, be proud of being a human being. Um, I don't want to be a machine. I don't want to be a part of a machine. I like my slowness. <laughs> um, I don't need to have Google in my head. You know, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror the other day. I have these wireless earbuds, um, you know, which are actually great if I'm, you know, nursing the baby to sleep or something like that. I could listen to a podcast or something like that. But there's so many ways that we actually, like, I looked like one of those Cybermen because actually if you watch Doctor Who, they have these earbud things. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Um, so, and you know, we all walk around with these computers in our hands all the time you know always looking at them always you know um and uh in so many ways we have um given up so much of ourselves to these machines and i i think that ai maybe is um shedding a light on how dangerous uh it can be how dangerous it already is so i think that we should all take a step back and um get back to some real things about the sort of fundamental elemental human things and i think um the human capacity for imagination, for creation, for art is um, something that can never, ever, ever be taken away from us. Um, I heard my dad gave us, it was like a CD. I think it was Beethoven. It might've been Bach, but it was um, like generated uh, like a new, you know, symphony or whatever based on, yeah, based on their music um, that some AI, you know, machine had done. And uh, both Chris and I were weirded out by it. I don't, of course, I can't say if it was only because I knew that it had been generated, but it felt dead and soulless to me. Okay, um, it also just wasn't interesting to me um, because I knew that it was made by a machine. So I was kind of like, who cares? And it's the same thing with these AI-generated art. Um, it means nothing to me because it wasn't created by anybody. Um, it has no feeling to it. It has no emotion. It has nothing behind it. And uh, Chris and I were talking about this last night about how a lot of this exposes that the creator is actually very, very important, um, that the artist is important, and that the fact that a human being made something matters to us. So even if AI generates something that looks very beautiful, it's sort of a dead thing because there was no living hand uh, that created it, and the viewer is affected by that. Um, So I think... I think that that's, you know, all of this is just things worth worth thinking about. Um, and I just, I want to celebrate the imagination, celebrate simple things like that. Um, the simple 
unbelievable miracle of our imaginative minds. So let's stay rooted in that. And on those lines, I'm going to recommend Anne of Green Gables. I'm going to recommend the whole series. Um, probably my favorites are, um, I really loved Anne of the Island, and I also really love Rilla of Ingleside. Um, but uh, that, you know, the whole the whole series is great. So if you want to be inspired uh, by the power of imagination, if you want to um, be in a true optimist's head, <laughs> go ahead and read and reread um, Anne of Green Gables um, uh, by Ellen Montgomery. Would highly recommend that for sure. Uh, you can also watch uh, watch watch the great adaptation, the only adaptation worth watching. Right is uh, I actually have the DVD collection. I'm looking at it right now. Um, you can watch it online too, but I think you have to like subscribe to some sort of Canadian like online broadcasting thing. But um, but yeah, it's the Anne of Green Gables um, collection here with Megan Fellows as uh, as Anne. She does such an amazing job. So that is, uh, that's definitely the one I would recommend. Um, this Anne, what was it? Anne with an E or something on Netflix. Oh, just stay away, stay away. Stay far away. So, um, <laughs> Anne of Green Gables is my recommendation. Uh, I'm going to be sending out, um, sometime this week, I'm going to send out, uh, based sort of on my thoughts here on Doctor Who, I have an old essay I wrote a couple of years ago called What Doctor Who Taught Me About the Saints. I know some of you are Doctor Who fans as well, so um, make sure you're on my Substack uh, subscription there so I can share that with you and um, yeah just just keep keep imagining keep believing in good things and um, and uh, we won't we won't let this AI get us down right so uh, as always I'm Katie Marquette and this is Born of Wonder I wish you a great week uh, a great two weeks ahead I will be back with you soon thank you so much for listening It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs>